Welcome to Live Prayer. I am Bill Keller. It's good to be with you on this Thursday evening. I pray you had a wonderful day. It's good to be back together once again. If you're new to the program, you are watching Live Prayer. We come to you live in living color every Monday through Friday, 11 to midnight Eastern Standard Time, and wherever you may be watching me tonight, all throughout this great land of ours, from sea to shining sea and border to border. Thank you for tuning in. Friends in other far-off great lands, welcome to you as well. Once again, I am Bill Keller, founder of LivePrayer.com, world's largest interactive Christian website. Reach a little over two and a half million folks each and every day via the internet. Please check us out online. Web address coming up on your screen, LivePrayer.com, LivePrayer.com. And uh, don't worry about the uh, little video glitch there. We've got a little technical issues, but they all seem to have worked out fine. Uh, four things I actually do for me each night on the program. First, pray for me and the program. Thank you for doing that. Second, encourage people, you know, to sign up for the free live for a daily devotional. Very easy to do. Just go to my homepage, upper right-hand corner. Click on the sign-up link. A couple pieces of basic information. They will start getting it in their email. Third, of course, tell people about the program. And last of all, Please encourage, please pray about uh, sharing a gift with the ministry. We are here because of friends like you who pray for us, who support us. And uh, I would appreciate if you would take a few minutes, to, even tonight, pray about what God may have you to do to help the ministry uh, before the end of the month next Wednesday. Uh, again, we have a donation link on the homepage in the upper right-hand corner. Gives you our address as well as a link to our credit card portal if that's more convenient and uh, whatever you could uh, do. Bible teaches give according to your ability to give and give as an act of worship with cheerfulness. So pray about what God may have you to do to help me this month and I would appreciate it, okay? All right, so pray you've had a good day today as we are winding our way through another week. We have another big program tonight with a lot of issues. And uh, I just want to jump right in because, uh, you know, as much as I thought after Monday, we might start to kind of calm down a little bit this week. It seems each night has been uh, just action packed, lots of information. Tonight is no different. And these are very important issues that we're discussing. Listen, over a four to five hour period every day, I take the hundreds and hundreds of news items obviously they're out there and I have to whittle it down to somewhere in the neighborhood of 25 or 30 each night and again that's a lot no 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 programs do have this type of format you might get two or three topics maybe four on some programs and by the time you're done with the by the time they're done with their commercials and the ones that have guests, I mean, you really aren't getting much information. Just being honest. And I understand their formats, and that's fine. Everybody has to do what God's led them to do. But of course, and again, just to be blunt, you know, 
They have to fund their program somewhere. Most people do it commercially. But when you do it commercially, it's at the expense of your uh, viewers or listeners. Just being honest with you. Uh, you know, as a ministry, we've had some wonderful, wonderful godly people over the last 21 years who've supported this TV program. And uh, obviously our internet operations for a quarter century now. So it's given me the freedom not to have to be beholding to advertisers. I don't need to bring on guests to try to jack up the ratings so I can get more money from advertising. See what I'm saying? I mean, I can just sit here every night and just give you raw, solid, good information on so many topics that are in the news each and every day. And as you know, a lot of the things we talk about aren't in the news each and every day. And I'm giving you kind of an advanced warning of what is going to be in the news down the road, right? So we try to try to capture it all. But uh, it's your love, it's your prayers, it's your support to make this possible. And after 21 years, I'm very humbled and thankful to God first and to you, my dear friends who watch this program, those who pray for the program, those who support the program. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for all these wonderful people who have come together tonight to join in this hour together. I lift them up tonight. I pray for their needs tonight, that every need be met, no matter how small or great the need may be, be met for your glory. Thank you for this day we've enjoyed, the blessings throughout. And now we commit this hour to you, Lord. Have your way, O Lord. Speak to our hearts and minds. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. By the way, quick reminder, don't forget, uh, we have the audio only of this program ripped in a podcast format. Uh, we are on the two largest podcast platforms. That would be Apple iTunes and Spotify. Uh, just type in Live Prayer uh, TV, Live Prayer with Bill Keller. I think Live Prayer alone will probably get you there. And... Uh, it will usually it usually is updated every night about two hours after the program. And again, audio only, but it's another way to get the content of the program. All right. All right, let's get going. College loan forgiveness scam. We've obviously talked about this before. The Supreme Court, I mean, ruled, you know, in favor of those who challenged the Biden administration to be able to forgive loans outside of Congress. Uh, they said you couldn't do it, um, but that didn't deter Biden. This lawless administration went through the Department of Education, came up with other, another kind of scam to basically uh, forgive about, I don't know, anywhere from 80 to $90 billion, billion in loans, right? And uh, those are also going to be challenged, I'm sure. They should be challenged quickly. Because here's the thing. It's a scam to call it loan forgiveness. Because that's not the full truth. Yeah, if you took out the loan, if you're the one that signed on the bottom line to uh, take that loan, yeah, you are, being, you are being forgiven. That is true. But it's not, that's not, a full picture because that money doesn't go away. It's just shifting from the borrower to you and me, the taxpayers. Why should I have to pay for some kid's loan 
I mean, it, it is about as unfair as you get. Nobody paid for my college loans. I had to take two, three jobs to get through college. Many of you did too. And some of you, 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 didn't, you had kids that couldn't go to college. But now you're paying for some other person's college education. It is so unfair. But you know what? At the end of the day, this is nothing but a political ploy. Biden doesn't care about fairness. He's just looking for votes. Okay? Um, and, and by the way, let me say this. The fact is, the tuition at these colleges continues to rise year after year after year. These colleges, number one, they're nonprofit organizations, okay? Um, they have huge endowments. Some of these big schools like, you know, the Ivy League schools and even big schools like Ohio State, you know, Michigan, USC. Yeah, they got multi-billion dollar endowments. Yet they keep raising the tuition. Maybe these colleges should cut the commission, uh, cut the tuition down. Maybe these colleges should just eat these loans. If if you if if you want to be fair, if you want to really forgive them, get the get the person who gave them the loan to pony up. How about that? I just pray that this gets to SCOTUS quickly before a bunch of innocent taxpayers are paying for the college education of people who took this responsibility. Nobody held a gun to their head. Nobody forced them to sign those papers. That's part of the problem we have with this country today. Uh, Governor DeSantis' office made a uh, a statement, because I guess his name was floated on Laura Ingram's town hall on Tuesday night as a potential vice president. Uh, And they said, we are not interested in that. Well, thankfully, and I knew this wasn't going to be take a long time, the Trump campaign quickly uh, sent out a uh, notification that Ron DeSantis was not ever considered, will not ever be considered, and that's the end of the story. Uh, So let's just put it into that. As I've told you before, I don't know who the VP is going to be. Nobody knows really but Donald Trump. Uh, But at the end of the day, I've told you, it's not going to be Ron DeSantis and certainly not going to be Nikki Haley. And for all these people saying, well, Ron DeSantis, he'd make a great... Really? Let me tell you something. The number Donald Trump already had a Benedict Arnold vice president. He doesn't need another one. If Ron DeSantis had a brain and wasn't driven by greed and didn't premeditatively four years ago get in bed with the billionaire globalist who were trying to pimp him to be president to get rid of Trump, if he had a brain and could have just bided his time, he might have been a very logical choice for VP and after that, possibly an eight-year run in the White House. That's all gone now. He's done. He's done. His approval ratings before he announced this run for President of Florida were very high. He spent basically a year out of the state campaigning while the 
critical issues in this state, you know, weren't being taken care of. As a Florida resident, I can attest to that. His, his uh, uh, approval rating in Florida now is in the toilet. I told you at the time, I doubt if he's, he's ever going to get elected to anything anymore. So that let's just put it into the Trump DeSantis ticket. It's never going to happen. Biden's dog, his, it, this is the second dog now, got shipped off to a family member. Poor family member. This dog commander, we now know, bit Secret Service agents on 24 separate occasions. 24! If I was on that detail, I would demand to be transferred to something else. I'm not going to be around a deadly animal. I mean, these German shepherds, there's a reason that you see these German shepherds being used uh, in police departments, in the military. They're trained to be killers. I read the uh, details of some of these uh, bite attacks. And don't forget, these are Secret Service agents. They're, they're there to take a bullet for the president or, the, or their, uh, the, the, the people that they're protecting, their protectee. Yet there was little fear of being around this animal. And with good reason. One of these instances, a guy was, he had a gash in his arm that, you know, I mean, blood was just pouring out. And here, and, and, and don't forget, this is the second dog they had to get rid of for the same reason. The first dog they had was biting people and had to be taken out of the White House. Can I just make an editorial comment, please? This is a personal comment. This isn't any kind of a news flash. This is Bill Keller's personal opinion. This is one of the most vile families I think I've ever seen at this level of politics. Listen, politics has always been full of seedy, you know, scummy people. I mean, look at the Clintons. Remember the Clintons? You know, they were like the Beverly Hillbillies rolling in from Arkansas to D.C., okay? Um, They... uh, you know, they, they didn't have money, okay, which, which is fine. But boy, once they got around that, 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 that D.C. circuit, man, they sure learned how to play the game fast. Matter of fact, I can tell you today, one of the reasons China is the nightmare that is is because of the Clinton era. That's when China began their rise. And it was all in exchange for campaign cash, okay? And don't forget, Lest you forget, if you were around then, when the Clintons were finally done after eight years, do you remember they literally stole furniture from the White House and had to return it? Remember that? I mean, you want to talk about... But I got to tell you something. This Biden... I, you know, I give him credit. It, uh, even though Chelsea is as liberal as the day is long... Uh, she said she quit going to church when she was in uh, uh, high school because uh, uh, the church 
took this hard stand against abortion. Yeah, Chelsea, yeah, it's called life. But be that as it may, other than the fact she's just a liberal human being, which probably couldn't be helped growing up in that family, you know, she's a fairly normal, uh, decent girl until the election with Trump and Hillary. Actually, Chelsea and uh, uh, Ivanka were actually fairly good friends. You know, that's kind of over now for obvious reasons. But at least they basically raised a decent child. And Biden's can't even do that. I mean, they're, they're just... They're just vile people. Everything about them is vile. They're corrupt as the day is long. They've been corrupt for 50 years. They're all scam artists. I read tonight that Jill's the one that wants Joe to uh, be, stay around for another four years because she feels that the Clintons and the Obamas always turned their nose down on them. And, and now that they're in power, she wants to show them that they are worthy. Worthy of what? You couldn't even acknowledge your reprobate, whoremonger, drug addict son, incestuous son's love child for six years. That's what that's what trash people these are. And if you need the chair on the top of this family, here's two dogs that got kicked out of the White House because they bit everybody they came in contact with. All right, I'm done. I'm done. I had to get that off my chest. Personal opinion, take it for what it's worth. Today we had an interesting situation with uh, the cell phone industry. ATT, Verizon, T-Mobile all had major outages this morning. Uh, even to the extent, not only couldn't you make calls, but you couldn't get uh, 911 to connect. Now, Apparently, within about four hours, all these outages were cleared up and everything was back to normal. But, I mean, the first thing I thought of, uh-oh, what's going on? But an, if it was a real attack of some sort, Internet would be down, too. They're not just going to take out the cell. Internet will be down, too. Now, you couldn't, obviously, get your Internet on your phone, but in those outage areas, but uh, the internet operations never were bothered today. So we still don't know the cause of it, but uh, hopefully it wasn't just some foreign actor just playing around the edges and just seeing what they might be able to. I don't know. We, we don't know. Hopefully we'll find out in the next. Of course, you know, the problem is once these things go down, Whatever they tell you the reason was, you can't never trust it. You just, yeah, I'm sorry, you just can't. Wish, wish that wasn't true, but it is. So we probably will never know what it actually was. Jim Biden yesterday, he was uh, before the House, uh, various House committees, under oath in front of House lawyers for about 12 hours. And from all the indications I've seen from all the information that has come out, he basically sat there and lied for 12 hours. Um, probably some of the most damning evidence was his affiliation with the Chinese energy company, that CFEC. He said, I didn't know they were Chinese-owned. Really, Jim? Uh, 
the first letter of the company C, that stands for China. And anybody with any modicum of understanding knows that any company out of China is controlled to some extent, if not totally, by the CCP. And he just kept going on with so much unbelievable. And, and every time he got caught basically not telling the truth, they would hit him with facts and he'd say, oh, I didn't know that or whatever. Supposedly there was a, if you remember at all the grip going on in China, Hunter got a eight, uh, an $80,000 diamond. Nobody knows what happened to that. Apparently there's a second diamond. Jim said he threw it away. Okay, Jim, yeah, threw it away. Um, you had that $200,000 check that was sent from uh, Jim's wife to Joe, said repayment of loan. Of course, there's no loan documents, and there's no record of the... Okay, he supposedly was paying back a $200,000 loan, right? No loan documents. And if he's paying back a $200,000, that means he got a $200,000 He got two hundred thousand from Joe, right? I mean, that... You wouldn't be paying back something you didn't get. I mean, if you're on the up and up, right? But there's no documentation. He had no proof of Joe ever sending him 200000 There was a separate $40,000. Same thing, no documents. It was, it was marked as a loan repayment, but he has no records of where he got that 40000 from Joe to begin with. It's, it was just all unbelievable, okay? All unbelievable. Um, said, he, said Joe never met with any of these uh, people, and then he was shown pictures, played phone calls of Joe interacting with these business partners, and then he basically just casually said, oh, well, I didn't... Uh I, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I mean, basically, he was there to try to cover up the corruption of the Biden family. That's what he was there for. And he failed miserably. And he sat there and, and just literally lied for 12 hours. So the transcripts will be interesting when they come out in a couple weeks. Uh, don't forget, Biden's getting ready to dump a, a border executive order. We're going to get serious about the border. Yeah, after three years. Right, Joe. Uh, the bottom line is, this is meaning, it's, this will be meaningless. It won't be enforced. It's not going to do anything to slow down the border. It's pure politics. So Joe can go to the State of the Union and say, well, those, those rascally Republicans, they wouldn't do anything, so I had to step in. No, Joe, if you really want to fix the border, I'll tell you how to do it. Those 64 Trump executive orders that you overturned day one of your administration. All you have to do is put those back in effect. Okay? That's all you have to do. You don't need Congress. You don't need money. You don't need anything. Just take those 64 Trump border policies that you overturned on the day one you walked into that Oval Office course, he didn't know what you're signing. They had a pile of executive orders. He didn't know what they were. But 64 of those things he signed were revoking the Trump border policies and immigration policies that had shut down the border in the last couple of years of 
Trump's administration tighter than anything we've had in the last 40, 50 years, right? So if Joe's serious, he doesn't need a new executive order. Doesn't he need to, doesn't he need to write a new one? Just take the 64 you overturn and reinstate him. There you go. But see, he won't do that. He's going to give you some garbage and it, he's going to make some claims how it's going to it's going to take care of the board. Number, like I said, number one, it's going to be a meaningless piece of paper. It's never going to be enforced. It's pure uh, theater because the election's coming up and the border is the number one issue and he's getting killed on it. Okay? So just put that in con- uh, into uh, context for you. Now, here's something that should make you not only angry, but concerned and afraid. I have, if you missed Friday night's program last Friday, you need to go watch it because it was some good TV and I made the case. We're no different than Russia. And I think probably to some extent each night this week, if we've talked about different issues, I have reasserted that fact. I don't want to hear about Russia anymore. I don't want to hear about China and North Korea and Cuba and I don't want to hear about it anymore. We're no different. And we made the case how we're no different based on how Biden is not just going after his chief political rival but how Biden is using the government to go after the half of the population that disagrees with his policies. But you ready for another Soviet-style action the government has just taken? Now, I told you maybe a week ago that CBS uh, had some staff cuts. And probably the most interesting cut of all was to one of their most effective investigative reporters, a woman by the name of Catherine Heritage. Now, Catherine Heritage for years was at Fox. She was no, you know, Trump or Republican uh, cheerleader. She wasn't Hannity, okay? She was a very straight, down-the-road investigative reporter. Very, she was as close to a journalist as you're going to find today. And just for the record, Jennifer Griffin, the the short gray-haired woman that has covered the Pentagon for Fox for years, she is a total Department of Defense Pentagon partisan. If this wasn't live TV, I have another word for her, but let me just label her as a Pentagon partisan. She is there to carry water for the Pentagon. And whenever they need to leak something to the you know, more conservative uh, listeners, they will always leak it through Jennifer Griffin and like the good little soldier she is. I mean, for instance, we're going to get to Fox's warmongering over Ukraine. Jennifer Griffin is not just reporting for the Pentagon. She's advocating for the Pentagon how they must give that $60 billion to Ukraine so, so Putin can be delivered. I mean, And I'm just mentioning her from the standpoint that, you know, when you look at a woman like Catherine Herridge, who was on Fox for, you know, I don't know, 15 years maybe? 
uh, very straight, down the road, nonpartisan. As again, having come out of a uh, a legitimate journalism education back in the mid seventies when it was still pretty much journalism as much as journalism ever will be. Um, she's good. And she left for CBS a couple years ago. Again, she at CBS. She is straight down the road. She does her investigative stuff. And she's very fair. Um, she will call out Republicans, just like she calls out Democrats. And now we're getting into the rub, okay? Now we're getting into the rub. She was fired a couple weeks ago. And... It is clear now, when I get ready to tell you what I'm going to tell you, that she was targeted, and CBS being the corporate media tool that it is, really no different than Pravda in Russia, she w- they were told to get rid of her. Now, why would they be told to do that? Well, she was working on things like the Her Report. We know the White House doesn't like that. She was working on things like Biden's dementia. Oh, they certainly don't like that. And she was very deep involved in the corruption of Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, Jim Biden, and every other Biden. And they certainly didn't like that. Okay? Again, don't forget, the regime controls the corporate media. When I say corporate media, I'm talking CBS, ABC, NBC. That would include MSNBC as part of NBC. CNN. That would include papers like the LA, uh, uh, the Los Angeles Times, Washington Post, the Bezos, Washington Post, the New York Times, okay? USA Today, AP, okay? All the major uh, 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 news organizations out there, as well as left-leaning, liberal-leaning, progressive-leaning websites, Okay? They control them. That's why if you ever watch one of these stupid press briefings, they just sit there and let Karine Jean-Pierre just lie. Every word out of her mouth is a... I was telling somebody one day, I said, you know, I'd last probably about 10 minutes in that press room. Number one, they never let me in. But if they ever gave me a badge, I'd have that badge for about 10 minutes. Because not only would I be laughing out loud, audibly, as... Jean-Pierre lies. At some point, I wouldn't be able to help. I'd say, you're lying! I'd tell Kirby, you're a liar! But see, the corporate press will never do that. They let him get away with the lie. They cover lies. Don't forget, Joe Biden wouldn't be president without the corporate press. All right? So he had Harris working on all these issues, doing investigative journalism on all these issues that the White House... Certainly didn't want brought up. Certainly didn't want facts brought out regarding. Okay? So what did CBS do? Now, here's where we get into Russia. Okay? Getting pressure from the from the administration fired. That, that's bad enough. But oh no, it gets much worse. We just found out today that before they fired her, they took her files. CBS confiscated her computers, confiscated all of her personal records, including including 
those records that dealt with her uh, confidential sources. Okay? Her privileged records dealing with, they confiscated all of that. Okay? Now that's what, that's what, that's what happened, that's what would happen to a quote-unquote journalist in Russia if they were coming against Putin. They would be fired. Do, do you remember probably about a year and a half ago, it, the war was about six months long, into in the war about six months, you had, a, you had a woman, brave woman, and she was, they were on a live news broadcast. She walked up behind the person who was talking with a sign that said, stop the war now or something like that. That's all she did. Oh, my goodness. Now she get fired. She was, uh, they were looking to put her in jail. She was in fear of her life. Okay. Taking those files. Uh, again, I mean, this is what happens in Russia, in North Korea, in China. Remember, remember, remember when China uh, basically took over Hong Kong? What's one of the first things they did? They shut down the leading uh, anti-communist newspaper in Hong Kong. This was a newspaper in Hong Kong that was definitely against the Chinese government. And they ended up shutting it down, jailing the, uh, the uh, uh, editor of the paper. Uh, a lot of people disappeared. A lot of people ended up, you know, in jail. They ended up burning the newspaper to the ground. Okay? That's what happens when the regime is unhappy with journal, uh, with, with a uh, media source that disagrees with them. All right? They've done everything to Catherine, but throw her in jail. And you know what? These people like Herod, they're part of a, of a union. And the union response to this outrage, this should be outrageous. Matter of fact, every journalist, if they really were journalists, should be jumping up and down. You should have every talking head on CNN, MSNBC, CBS, ABC, all the, every one of these journal, all these networks, they should be, this should be their lead story and they should be demanding that those files and those computers all the, be returned to her. And again, don't forget, they took her, all of her personal files, her personal investigative files, okay, that had, that had privileged information of her confidential sources. Not a word. The union's response has been virtually crickets, and there has been nothing, nothing in the media about this. No, I mean in the uh, corporate media about this. Well, that's fine. Keep your mouth shut. You know, you cross the line, and tomorrow will be you. And that's the message they were sending. You start reporting on things we don't like, you're next. It's your career, it's your files, it's your job, you're next. That's the message. And I guess because of the silence, the message was clearly received. And I got to tell you something. This is, 
This is probably, to me, to me, Bill Keller personally, one of the most vile things that this administration has done in three years. And that's saying a lot. That's taking account. They killed 13 of our brave troops and another, what, 30 or 40 were, you know, gravely wounded in that pathetic uh, run like a dog with his tail between his legs from Afghanistan. Okay, I mean, we started this war in in, in, in uh, Ukraine. You know, by weakness we've given we've given Iran power again. That's the reason you got a war going on right now in Israel. That's why you've got our troops and uh, bases being attacked in the Middle East. I mean, the, there is so the border twelve million people or so. I mean. The list of disgusting things this administration does, the the lawfare against Trump. I mean, the list is just, it's it's almost endless. But I got to be honest with you. From a foundational, you know, the, the these these idiots on the in the corporate media, you know, the the serial adulterers, Scarborough and, and Mika, and 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 and, and Rachel Maddow. And and uh, Anderson Cooper and Wolf Blitzer, Jake Tapper, all these people who have who are who think they're so intelligent, okay? Who 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 basically sold lies to people for years, which is why nobody watches them anymore. But if these people had any kind of backbone, they would be outraged by that. Outraged, but nope, they're on they're on board. It's just like if you worked at Pravda in 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 Russia, you knew better. You knew not to go after Putin. What? That's suicide. And Harris wasn't even going after the Biden administration. She was just dealing with the legitimate issues that were out there. And doing what a good reporter does. Chase him down. Let's flesh it out. Terrible. Um, by the way, speaking of Russia, they just took another U.S. hostage. Apparently some ballerina. Apparently went through her phone. She gave $51 to some Ukraine charity or something. She's in a Russian prison tonight. And I hate to, I hate to do this to you, but I told you so. When we gave Russia the world's number one arms merchant, Victor Boot, one of the most dangerous men alive on the planet, the leading arms merchant in the world. And if you think he's not back doing his dirty work, that's like I tell you all the time, when they get one of these uh, 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 people out of jail, you know, for, you know, rape and robbery and burglary. They let them out of jail. What do you think they're going to do? Go down to the local McDonald's and get a job flipping burgers? Uh, I don't think so. You think Victor Booth sitting at home, you know, uh, uh, making bonsai trees every day? Uh, I, I doubt it highly. But when we gave Russia back, one of the most dangerous men on the planet, and what and, and what we got in return, just being blunt, sorry, 
a six foot seven black lesbian drug using basketball player. I told you when that happened. Oh my goodness, the floodgates are going to open now. We exchanged this woman for the number one arms dealer in the world. Oh my! What? Oh my goodness. Told you then it was going to happen. And since then, where we've had, we've had two journals taken, one from the Wall Street Journal and uh, another another person, and now they just took a third. They got they just taken they've taken three U.S. citizens just since that transfer took place. Why wouldn't they? I'm surprised other countries aren't doing it. I mean, look what we did with Iran. <laughs> They gave us one person. We gave him six terrorists and six billion dollars. <laughs> oh my goodness! By the way, Fox is now the official warmonger network. As much as CNN and MSNBC warmonger, uh, they just don't have many viewers. Fox still has some viewers, believe it or not, and they are pushing this war hardcore. Brett Bear, special report. Yeah, live on the front lines in Ukraine with Zelensky. Tell us without that $60 billion, they can't beat Putin. You can't beat Putin anyway. And by the way, has anybody had the audacity to ask this question? Okay, fine. We give you $60 billion. So how long before you want another $60 billion? And another $60 billion after that? And another $60 billion? When does this end? Remember what Joe said, oh, we're here with you as long as it takes, whatever it takes? No, we're not. No, we're not. I've been waiting for somebody to ask this very logical question. Fine, we give you $60 billion. How long before you need more money? It's, it's like giving money to extortionists. You know? Or just somebody's blackmailing you. If you think when you pay that blackmail, you're done, huh, think again. Fox is a 100% tool of the globalist community and the military-industrial complex, okay? By the way, if you watch Fox, you'll notice 90% of the people they bring on to talk about Ukraine-Russian war are totally all on board with the war, okay? And here, and here's the big uh, fear-monger for you tonight. This is their this is their this is their tagline on everything. If we don't stop Putin, he's going to take Ukraine, and then he's taking all of Europe. That's such garbage. That is pure fear-mongering. I mean, they they run that garbage like during COVID. You know, cases are up. Cases up. remember that every night. Cases are up. I sat here night after night, remember it clear as day. Back in those early days of COVID in January, February, March, as it was unfolding, as we were living through it, I sat here every night, every night, to try to help you understand. Don't pay attention to cases. Cases are meaningless. Let's talk about hospitalizations. Most likely, talk about deaths. And even those numbers were skewed as 
we warned you and I explained to you at the time. But this is this is their fear monger line. If you don't give us money, Putin's going to take Ukraine and then he's taking Europe. Putin's not taking Europe. He's not a fool. He did. Matter of fact, the only reason he's been he he's been so strong with Ukraine is because number one, Ukraine's so weak and it's got nothing to do with money. They already blew through a hundred billion of what we gave them. Of course, only God knows how much that ever went to the war effort, just to be known. And that's the other thing I've been saying. You want sixty billion? Oh, I, I've been saying all oh, fine. Before we give you sixty billion, show us where that first hundred billion went. Nobody can do that. Nobody. No accounting at all. And by the way, before we give you another sixty billion, what's the plan? What's the plan, Sam? Huh? Like I said, are we just getting ready to get into another trillion-dollar never-ending war? And I'll tell you what's got Zelensky scared to death. He's scared to death Trump's going to become president because Bear asked President Trump said he can end this in, in uh, 24 hours. And Zelensky laughed. He said, that's never going to happen. Oh, it's going to happen. And I'll tell you, I already told you how it's going to happen. Doesn't take a genius. Just take somebody with a a backbone. I, I, you know, when I start getting charged up like this, I, I have to slow down a little bit because I have to remember I'm on live TV and not talking to friends of mine, okay? But... <laughs> But it doesn't take a genius. He's going to tell Zelensky, money's done, buddy. Pack it up. And he's going to tell Putin, you're done. Get your people out of here. You've, you, you've already got Crimea. You took that without a shot in 2014. That's not going anywhere. You've, you've already got that Donbass region. Keep it. And get, the, and get the heck out of Ukraine. And it's over. And you know what's going to happen? It's going to be over. It's not complicated. Matter of fact, we learned a couple weeks ago that Boris Johnson, believe it or not, who was prime minister of the UK when this thing started, put the kibots on a European peace plan that they were trying to put on the table in the very first days of this war. Uh, by the way, just so you understand, these gutless Republicans, they're never going to impeach Biden, okay? They're never going to impeach Biden. Number one, they don't have any time anymore. Even if they had the votes, which they don't have, and they're never going to get, okay? So I'm, I'm just preparing you for this. They should have started impeaching Biden day one when he, when he opened the border. That's all you needed. I know they want to go through all the corruption, all that, and that's fine. That needs to be out there. But all they needed to uh, impeach him was the same thing they just impeached my orcas on. But, I mean, you're not much for the election. They're not going to impeach him. Number one, they don't have the vote. They don't have enough Republicans with the guts to impeach him. So I just want to put that on the table. Iran, by the way, is shipping Russia missiles. Okay? Iran and Russia become big buddies. See, this is another huge problem that has been caused by the weakness and the pathetic leadership of Joe Biden. 
Russia would not be getting missiles from Iran if Trump was president. Number one, there wouldn't be a war if Trump was president. Okay, let's start there. But because of Joe Biden's feckless leadership and his pathetic uh, ability to perform on the world stage, and when every decision he makes is wrong at the end of the day, you've got these relationships now between Russia and Iran, North Korea. Um, Putin just sent Kim Jong-un a, uh, a uh, armored Russian limousine. Apparently, the last time they were together, Kim Jong-un liked it. Putin just sent him an uh, armored Russian limousine to Kim Jong-un. And Kim Jong-un's been sending Putin weapons to fight Ukraine with. These kind of, you see, these kind of things, they would never have happened if Trump was president. Never! He would have never allowed these race relationships to get off the ground. Heck, he got this whole BRICS things now. Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, and now you got uh, UAE and Saudi Arabia and Qatar getting in that thing too. These things never would have, these are global strategic partnerships that are bad for America. But you know what we find out today? Not a shock. Joe Biden gets up about 7 o'clock every morning, I guess, eats some oatmeal, you know, does a few things in the residence. Apparently, when he's there, goes down the Oval Office for a few minutes. He has nothing on the schedule every day. At most, he has a five-minute appearance here. Five, they have to wind him up for five minutes here, maybe five. But most days, he has nothing. He's an absolute, non-existent, pathetic joke. Of course, he doesn't need to be because Obama's run the country anyway. By the way, Biden put together a two-minute speech on NATO for uh, social media. And obviously, anything you do like that, you do a couple takes, get it good, you know, and then put it out. This two-minute video that Biden did had 30 cuts in it. Now, if you're not familiar with TV, that's fine. That may not mean anything to you. Normally, a two-minute video, you do it in one shot. Now, if you don't do it perfect, don't forget, you're doing it off the teleprompter anyway. But if you don't do it perfectly, fine. You do another take, maybe another take, maybe four takes, and you get a good one. And maybe they have to take the best of take one, put it with the best of take three, and you have one cut, okay, to make it perfect. 30 cuts! That's like he, that's like he would get every five words right, cut, another five words, cut, another five. Absolutely unbelievable. Now, I can't believe it's 11.51. Man, I've got so much stuff to get to. We're just going to pump through and uh, we'll get to what we get. Boy, tomorrow. God, please let tomorrow be a slow slow news day. Because I might need tomorrow just to catch up all the loose ends from this week. Uh, CIA, long history of fixing elections. Okay, Don't forget, in World War II, we had the Office of Strategic Services. That was the precursor to the CIA, which actually began in 47. Um, don't forget, John Kennedy, one reason he was killed, and it was CIA involvement. He wanted to end the CIA. 
Because don't forget, they started in 47. He, you know, was president in 60. That's 13 years. It was still in the early stages. He already knew what a dangerous, corrupt, out-of-control operation that was going to end up being. And boy, was he right. Here we are almost 70 years later. Man, was he right. Because the CIA has been famous for fixing elections all over the world, you know, to ensure our interests were uh, uh, taken care of in how these elections turned out. Well, here's the problem. At least for no, for, without a question, without any question, the last three presidential elections have all been involved by the CIA. So they've gone from fixing foreign elections, now they've been turned inward, which they were never supposed to do. And, and you know what? i got to be honest with you. I think John F. Kennedy was an astute enough and intelligent enough, intelligent enough man. He probably saw the day when what these spooks are doing around the world there will come a day when they will do it here on the homeland. And by the way, he was right because they were involved in his death. So he was right on the money. And we only, only God knows what they've been doing domestically since 1960. But we certainly know that one of their specialties is fixing elections around the world. And we certainly know since 2016 they've been involved in fixing our elections. Russia, sorry, no different. Rhode Island, an illegal from Guatemala, molested a child. They gave him a bomb. He, they, they, they gave him a, uh, they let him out of prison, no bond. Of course, they can't find him now. Organized crooks from uh, an organized uh, group of illegals have formed a theft ring that's hitting the Philly suburbs. Listen, it's like I said earlier in the program, you know, when you take these criminals, you arrest them, you know, all they've done all their life is be a criminal. And when they get out, what do you think they're going to do? Like I said, they're not going to McDonald's and flipping burgers. They're not going to get a job at Home Depot. They're going to go back to being criminals. That's all they know. You've got these criminals from all over the world. What do you think they're going to do in this country? They're going to commit crimes. Number one, they don't know how to do anything else. Obviously, they all need money. So what do you really think they're going to do? Yeah, they're going to commit crimes. You had a giant eighth grade boy, mentally ill, thought he was a girl. He plays basketball. And he was playing basketball against a bunch of eighth grade girls. Hurt three of them. Hurt them to the point they couldn't play. And after the third one, the coach forfeited the game. He said, he said, we can't do this. We can't do this. We can't do this. By the way, Judge McAfee here in the Fanny Willis hearing, turns out he donated to Fanny's campaign. Now, you need to understand something. These state court judges... They're all elected, okay? They run for these judgeships. So they're all very political. Now, I know he, he seemed to be a fair guy. But you tell me they had no other judges to have this hearing in front of? 
They had no judges on the bench in, in Fulton County that weren't connected in some way to Fonnie Willis. I mean, maybe not. I don't know. She is the district attorney. She might have connections to all of them. Who knows? He's supposedly going to have closing arguments one day next week. And then within about a week, he'll issue a ruling. Uh, to be honest with you, there's 100%. It's 100% she should be removed along with Wade. Give it to another DA. Give it to another state's attorney's office. Let them decide if they want to continue with the case. If they do, they do. It's up to them. My guess is I don't know anybody else is going to want to mess with this after all this tape. But i got to be honest with you. It's about a 50-50 chance whether uh, this judge will even will even uh, remove it, if you can believe that. And anybody believes that that nonsense about the cash, man, i got some beautiful prime oceanfront real estate right outside of Des Moines, Iowa that I want to sell you really cheap tonight. All right, before we get out of here, if you never made a decision for Jesus, I want to give you a chance to make that commitment tonight because, boy, this, this is a... It's a messed up world, but but listen, we live in a fallen world. It's no, it's no surprise. It's it was, it's been fallen since Adam and Eve in the garden, and it's only progressively got worse over the last six thousand years. So this isn't a shock. The good news for the believer is we know where our ultimate uh, citizenship is. Uh, we're just here for a brief period, but the point is. Do you know where your ultimate citizenship is? Because your soul will live on for eternity. You get to choose where that eternity is. If you come to Christ, it'll be with God, your creator forever. If not, you'll be eternally separated from God. That's your choice. If you want to make a choice for Jesus tonight, a choice you've never made before, maybe you're not sure tonight. Be sure. Pray with me now. Dear Lord, I come to you tonight, ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Tonight I believe in my heart, I confess with my mouth that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Lord, from this moment forward, my life is yours. Use me for your glory. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen. My friend, if you pray in a minute, the Bible says you're saved, not because of a few words, because of your faith in God's grace. Got a book I'll send you, won't cost you anything. Drop me an email, bkellerliveprayer.com. I'll get it out to you. If you need prayer, never hesitate to email me, bkellerliveprayer.com. Love and care about you so much. Have a great night.